this week's episode, we talk about some new gaming hardware. Plus, could yet another id classic be due a remake? I'm Barry. And I'm Anthony. And this is episode 104 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast. The podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. Usual fashion, as we always do, what have you been playing? Well, unfortunately, I've been a little bit under the weather recently with these massive headaches. So... I haven't actually been playing an awful lot. I've played a bit of Forza Horizon 5 with you and a couple of guys in the office and Wreckfest. So basically something where I can just smash into stuff. And even if I'm not paying attention, it looks like I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it kind of, you know, you got your course going, especially if it's like Demolition Derby and Wreckfest, you're like, oh, as long as I hit something, that's fine. It does, that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Zero sort of like mental capacity is needed for that game yeah. sometimes it's like as a car let's hit it zero percent mental capacity 100 percent luck is what gets you through some <laughs> of those races how about yourself with me uh i'm still trying to go through sonic i want to finish off getting all the different uh levels however it's I was not gonna say because you said that you completed this last week didn't you yeah but i want the last four achievements so you're just trying to 100 percent it yes but the new Cocos do not do anything towards levels. They just increase your boost gauge. That's it. Right. Fair enough. So it's like, okay, great. I spent ages getting them. And so far, I'm not getting levels. And then I'm taking ages to get the eggs and the hearts to actually level up. Because of, I don't know. It just doesn't seem... It's taking a while. It's grinding. I didn't find it that... I'm trying to think if there was a way that I found to just farm for them. Because I don't remember it being that difficult. Because the cocos are dotted in certain places and they don't respawn, so you can only pick up the certain ones. Once. Oh yeah, and no, I'm fairly certain they do respawn eventually, at least. Oh, do they? But mm. I don't know. Ah, no. Do you know how I got the hearts? I think it was. Go on. Was it through the fishing mini game? Oh, oh yeah. I have a feeling that's where I got the, the hearts and the seeds. All right, I was going to just buy them constantly. I was going to just. Absolutely hammer. Is that what it is? You can get coins yes, or something God, and just buy them. Right. Yeah. I do remember there was a way. The most time consuming part for me was leveling up one level at a time, though, which I believe they're fixed. Yes, because I can literally put everything into one. So that's not an issue at all for the Cocos. No. There you go. Just saved your loads of time. You're yeah. welcome. All right. I need to go fishing. That's what I need to do. Because I keep jumping oh. on and running around for them. Sorry. I have played something else like earlier in the week. Sonic Origins have completed everything <laughs> with Amy and Knuckles now. So, okay, so Plus is completely done. You've you've done your milestones, as we called them before. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, at least that's done. That was a great use of £79. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Sonic. We know you can't help yourself. But I'm just a bit gutted that I paid £79 and got no new achievements. If you're wondering why it was so much, £9 for the digital upgrades for the Xbox version. Yep, Japanese and version. And Japanese and PAL version <laughs> of the Switch. <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, I, oh, I know. I, I kind of put two and two together as soon as you said it. I thought, that's a lot. Hang on a second. Sat there as well. I was thinking, do you know what? At this point, I might as well just get the US version as well. <laughs> so I've got all three covers. And then I thought, but then really, I'd want to get like a fourth copy so I could have the actual new cover plus the three original covers. And then I thought, better stop now. I think I need to see someone professionally <laughs> for this. <laughs> yes. No, no, you definitely, definitely do. No, okay. um, oh, and I've pre ordered Sonic Superstars as well. 
I'm not surprised. I thought he did that before anyway. Yeah, yeah. I've done that to get the uh, Amy skin. But I should get the Lego skin as well, which we talked about last episode. Where have you pre-ordered this? Is this digital on the Xbox? Is Oh, no, you haven't got an Xbox. Oh, well, yeah, I haven't got an Xbox at the moment. No, <sighs> physical through uh, Amazon it is that I've pre-ordered it. All right. Well, whilst we're talking about Sega, our first news is about Sega games, isn't it? Yeah, Sega games on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so we've got four more games coming uh, to the Nintendo Switch from the Mega Drive. Well, these are actually already on it by the time people listen to this podcast. Uh, okay. I don't know these games, Barry, so I'm going to hand it over to you, mate. Right. All four of these, as the kids would say, are absolute bangers. All right. First one, Crusader of Senti, or Soleil, as it was called over here. If you like old-style Zelda games, like A Link to the Past... I was about to say, yeah. You'll like this. Okay. Arguably, I think this is a better game. However, it just never got the sort of recognition that Zelda got. Also, it's got a cameo of Sonic the Hedgehog in it. Yes, but I just saw it in. I was waiting. Yeah, I actually, I was actually debating getting this game and going, well, does it really count as a Sonic game? He is in it. And then I saw the price of it and I thought, nah, nah, it doesn't really. (laughs) What was the price of it? Oh, I haven't looked in years. I reckon it's a couple hundred quid easy now. But it's a really good game, and in it, the protagonist is a, if I remember, it's like a 15-year-old kid, and I can't actually remember what happens, but he loses the ability to talk to people. They don't understand him, and he doesn't understand them. However, he can talk to animals. Okay. And you can go around getting little animal familiars, which can help you solve puzzles, tack enemies, and that. And I, I do remember there being quite a decent amount of them, and you can have two at a time as well. Can you can you understand the humans, or can there's, is there no understanding between you and them at all? Bear in mind, it's been probably like that. 20 years since I played this. If I remember right, after the intro part of the game, you cannot understand humans at all, and they can't. Oh, okay. So you're talking completely different language. So it's just your friend of animals, that's it. Yeah, you turn into like Dr. Doolittle and you yeah. talk to animals instead. Including a very handsome looking hedgehog who's somebody. <laughs> oh, this is that game. So maybe you telling me about it. Because this wasn't his first appearance or anything. No, no, no. Radmobile was his first oh, okay. official appearance, at least. Yeah, I do maybe you telling me about him sunbathing another game. Yeah. Now, this was actually after Sonic the Hedgehog came out. Now, the next game is the one I'll probably get crucified for. Ghouls and Ghosts. Now, I think this is the weakest of these four games. However, there will be a lot of people ready to fight me and say it's probably the best game on this list. (laughs) Get your gloves ready, guys. Either way, it's a sequel to Capcom's Ghouls and Goblins. However, because of licensing issues with Nintendo, Capcom couldn't make games for Sega, or at least it might cause them issues if they did. So Sega made it themselves with Capcom's permission because it's their property. It's a good arcade game. I've never fully completed it because you get to the end and you go, hey, completed it. And it goes, congratulations. Now do it again. (laughs) And you're like, what? What? And they're like, don't worry. Don't worry. Just, you know what's coming. We're just going to make it harder. And so basically like, New Game Plus. Yeah, forget that. It's New Game Plus without any of the benefits of the plus. It's just harder. Yes. Oh, for, for but now. you need to do that to get the actual ending. You can't do it across two sittings. It has to be in a single sitting. 
Now, the next one, Landstalker. Now, it's a shame Phil isn't here because this is actually an isometric game. <laughs> I was about to say, I saw that and I'm like, can, you know, categorically, that's it. It's an isometric. Yes, this is actually Scorpion. isometric. Again, it's a little bit like Zelda, but from a slightly different viewpoint, it's not as fluid. Yes. It's a game that I really want to like, but I can never stick with. Unfortunately, there's quite a lot of platforming bits in it, which at first seem like pretty good. You know, it breaks up the sort of normal gameplay of these type of RPGs. However, the viewpoint makes it so difficult to judge where some of these platforms are. You go, oh yeah, that platform, it's right in front of me. I'll jump and you'll find out it's like 10 miles in the background or something. Absolutely nowhere near you. Okay, so it's not... It doesn't really give a good judge of depth to it, so you yes. can't quite see where it is exactly to yourself. Yeah, there's parts where it gives such a poor indication of depth that it's it's blind luck sometimes, some of the jumps. Apart from that, though, it is a good game. But okay. I always lose interest just because of some of the uh, platforming sections. Now, the last one sounds like it was amazing back you know, when it was on the Mega Drive. However, sadly, not. Might not be as cool as it was. No. So the final one is the Revenger Shinobi. Now, this is the game that everyone had, but it was always on Mega Games 1 or something. Mm. Now, the reason why you're saying it's not as good is because this is probably a more up-to-date version, not the original one where they managed to sneak in some... <sighs> should we say trademark infringing bosses? Yes. yes which includes so. Godzilla, Batman, Spider-Man, and I believe it was Rambo. I'm sure there's others that I can't remember. I would like to question one of those bosses to put in there. Go on. Rambo. What? Like Godzilla, Batman, Spider-Man. Yeah, nicely. Chucking Rambo. He's just a normal bloke. Well, they had a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, but he's nothing compared to the other three. It might not have been Rambo. Actually, I might be misremembering it. It could be the Terminator or something oh, okay. for all I remember. But yeah, as they revised the game on different releases, they removed more and more of these bosses. They're like, we might get told off for these. Let's quickly take them out. Yeah. I think Spider-Man actually was kind of licensed when they put him in. Sega had the license to make Spider-Man games. Okay. So they just put him in the Batman. They most definitely did not. <laughs> In later revisions, they replaced Batman with a literal Batman. Okay. Godzilla, I think, just became like a generic a dinosaur. Rambo, just a random guy with a machine gun. And Spider-Man, a ninja wearing red overalls. Okay. So, not not quite as cool. But still fantastic game. No, it, it does sound, and I'm sad. I, wouldn't be able to play. I guess I might be able to pick up at some point. It does sound cool. Yeah, well, this is in the expansion pass for Nintendo Online. Yes. So as well as Mega Drive games, you'll also get Game Boy Advance and N64 games. Well, moving on from Revenge of Shinobi, which is a sequel to the excellent arcade game. Shall we go back to some of the arcade routes with SNK? Yes, and we spoke about SNK quite often, and... SNKL collaborating with 8-Bit though, releasing a new controller. Yes. So this is a pretty faithful recreation of the Neo Geo CD controller. And 
and this is the best bit it has that clicky analog stick thing i will buy one of these just as a fidget toy you'll be able to play with that on the switch won't you possibly it does have bluetooth you know maybe surely surely you must be able to you do get an adapter with it for 2.4 gigahertz connections it works with bluetooth that adapter looks very much like the one i have in my switch that's what I mean. It looks just like, sorry, because we were spoke about a minute ago, and it looks like the one that we both have that we used for our Xbox controllers to use on the Switch. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't think it's got enough buttons. Obviously, you're missing two analog sticks. I think you might be missing two trigger buttons as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because they just are like bumper buttons, I guess. They haven't got a Yeah. Button. So it would be more for your classic games that you could play through Switch Online. Or the expansion pass. Well, actually, if it does work on the Switch, depending on if the, whether or not the actual buttons are mapped mm. properly, there is loads of SNK games on the Switch. Dirt cheap, like three, yeah. four quid each. Yeah, you always buy that. Because I remember you bringing in your um, Pocket Neo Geo just to show me the clicky analog stick. Yeah, the Neo Geo Pocket Color. J- just for the clickiness. Yeah. It's fantastic for it fighting was. games. It's not a bad price. It's available for pre-order at the moment. I couldn't see an actual release date for it, but it's only $35. I don't think that's actually that bad. I, I, I think that would be like a standard price for this sort of controller because these sort of controllers aren't really sought after anymore. You know, if you're going to buy... But things like, if you're going to buy an Xbox controller, you can pick up for 40 quid. So, Well, yeah, like, but what I would well, say so is... $35, sorry. So I guess for us, it'd be like 30 quid. What I would say, though, is an Xbox controller, that's mass-produced. This will not be mass-produced. And it's mm. not a more generic controller like a lot of the other 8-bit dough controllers we see in, like, the SM30. No other controller has this little clicky analog stick. No, I know. And that's the one thing you've always sort of been looking for, isn't it? You, you just want another clicky. Oh, I love it. I would love an Xbox controller where you replace the left analog stick with one of these. Why don't you just do it yourself at some point? Because it's not as if it's something that you can just no, drop no, in or out. Yeah, because uh, th- it's not analog. It's it is a actual digital stick. It's just a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell, Barry's really, really enjoying the look of this controller. I am fixated on just that clicky stick, clicky joystick that they have on it. I understand the controller is compatible with the PC, Android, and the Neo Geo Mini with the adapter, of course. Yes. I would imagine it's going to work with other bits and bobs as well, the fact that it's got Bluetooth in it. And I can see it being a good controller, for, especially if you want to play Super Nintendo games, only because it's got the right number of buttons, or obviously Neo Geo games. Well, I don't know. I might pick one up. We know you all just click a controller. You have it on your desk oh, and every now and then. I know, I know. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you playing? I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm just clicking it. <laughs> just playing a fiddle. And for fans of King of Fighters, they actually have four of these with Iori, Kaio, Mai, and Terry on them. And they look oh, kind of cool. cool. Not wired, go for, but they look pretty decent the way they're done. Just got the fighter in the corner. King of Fighters 97 logo on the other side. That's pretty cool. And if you want to play the game, you know, King of Fighters with a controller, be like, sweet, I've got my custom controller ready for this. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about controllers that are branded for a specific game. Mm. 
it depends how the controller looks. So, like as as we said before, your Titanfall yeah, controller, that it is, does. I know, but to me, that's a Titanfall controller. It's not a Titanfall two controller, for example. Got you. Yes, uh, my Halo ones is it's a Master Chief controller. It's not so it a for, Halo not Five Guardians to, control. Yeah, got you. Yes, it's not specifically named to it. It's just a generic one for that series of games. Yeah, exactly. Or at least it can pass for that. Right. But before we continue, should we say a massive thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Bobby Sox and Short Gizmo? Yes, as always, your continued patronage is really, really appreciated. And now, if you enjoy this episode, we'd like to ask you for your help in supporting the podcast. The quickest way to do so is by leaving us an honest review on your favorite podcasting app. It only takes one minute and it's completely free. Or if you're able to, you can support the podcast further from only £1 per month through either Spotify or Patreon. In return, you'll receive an ad-free version of the podcast and get a shout out in our next episode. Now, I am really excited for this next piece we have. Quake 2. Quake 2 remaster may be coming for us and i've loved the quake series so if this is the case i'm really really excited now this is leaked out due to the game actually receiving a rating by the south korean games rating board okay and this isn't even the first time that they've leaked a game like this they actually leaked the original quake remaster a couple of years ago so you can kind of find it's a bit of a credible source now because they've done it before yes and the, the fact that they need to give it a rating before it can get released. Now, we have got QuakeCon coming up at the beginning of August. I never know Quake had its own convention. Yeah, yeah. it's It's been going for decades. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine this is going to be announced then. So potentially just a month away. It's the Quake series, I remember playing the, my dad's work. So... Years and years ago, when I was, I think I was like sort of 13, 14, we used to go to his office and they, because they always used to play on their lunches across other computers. They used to have Quake and on the PCs and they would play yeah. on their lunch breaks. And I remember a few times we'll go in the evening and play it. So I, I've played Quake, you know, since I was young. Um, and I played quite a few of them. Quake Wars was kind of like, nah. Yeah, that was the kind of massive battle one, weren't it? On the 360. Yeah, it was a massive battle one, and it wasn't... Good? The best, I should say. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. So, a Quake 2 remaster, because obviously that was kind of like mass... Is it, was that the most recent game, Quake Wars? Um, Other than the, I think the so. The Quake. There was remaster, and you kind of pull out Quake 3 Arena every so often and rename it. But I don't think there's been like a completely unique Quake game since then. So I think Quake 2 Remaster is going to be a nice little refresh to get back into again, another next installment into the game. I would like it to be yeah. out. But these sort of the games, I feel like we haven't seen these types of games for quite a while. So I'm excited for this. Well, we've had the resurgence in the Doom games over the last few years, haven't we? Um, we had some fun with the original Quake when we were going through it in co-op until we all started blasting each other off ledges with rocket launchers. What happened with that big, what gun's that called? The, the um, BFG? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, where you killed everyone with the BFG. You got <laughs> it and instantly killed everyone. I actually 
didn't know what that gun did. I walked in the room, shot an enemy, and then everyone just died. I was like, oh. No, didn't you shoot Phil in the back at point-blank range? So not only did you vaporize him, you vaporized yourself. I don't remember, but I do remember killing everyone, though. That's all I know. Yeah, and that gun would have been really handy against the boss that we spent, like, 20 minutes firing rockets back and forth with. Yeah. <sighs> good times, Mistakes good times. Me. Yeah, d- definitely were. Mistake inviting you to play it. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a good game. I do prefer the like Lovecraftian sort of aesthetics from the first Quake. This is a lot more sci-fi. Yeah. But no, it's a good game. It's a good game. I am kind of hoping that with this remaster, especially if it's only for current gen consoles and it's not for the Xbox One and PS4, could we perhaps get ray tracing on it? Oh. Yeah. Have you seen the RTX version of Quake 2 that they did. I haven't, no. So I think I remember seeing somewhere it's saying yesterday's game with tomorrow's technology. Okay. And they've just got Quake 2, but with r- actual ray traced lighting in it. Oh, they it put it into amazing. the Quake 2. Yeah, it looks oh, absolutely beautiful. So it's still all low poly compared to games nowadays, but the lighting on it is fantastic yeah this is still image in the um, show notes and that the difference i think there's one that kind of shows a split between the two images and that makes such a difference okay yeah that does look nice oh the, the water reflections and yeah, everything that's, the glass that's the image that's there everything looks amazing yeah the water image because obviously oh okay that looks that looks sexy I'm gonna have to... So I hope that perhaps they might include ray tracing, maybe on the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Although I'm sure the Xbox Series S could do it at a lower it. resolution. I'm sure we might be able to stream it somehow. Well, yeah, fair enough. And if there is one getting released, chances are it's going to go straight into Game Pass. I was kind of thinking, I was like, hmm, hang on, would we come to Game Pass? In fact, I'm certain it'll go straight into Game Pass because Microsoft own um, Fezda. Yeah. See, I was just kind of thinking, I was like, I might come, that might come to Game Pass and I'll definitely play it. No, no, it definitely will. Yes. Well, that'd be one that we'll be playing then. Yeah, and hopefully, like the first Quake, they might actually throw in like a new expansion as well as some of the older ones. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear some more news. Hopefully, if they do announce it, which from past is credible, um, they will let us know, but it won't be too far away. It'd be nice for them to say, okay, in three months' time, this is what you're getting. So, QuakeCon, I think it's around about the 10th and the 11th of August. Okay, so we've got just over a month to wait for that. Yeah, so it's not far away at all. So hopefully we'll know about it then. And if it's... I might be wrong, but I seem to remember them announcing Quake 1 Remastered and Shadow dropping it straight away. Oh. I might be wrong about that, though. We will have to look later. I might actually have a bit of search and just double check that because if that's the case, oh yeah, I'll be ready to play it in the evening. And now on to my segment of the show, which I call Barry was right. This is most definitely the (laughs) year of the handheld. I and Neo are releasing yet another gaming PC handheld. Do you know what? Funny enough, I actually saw a news article on this today um, and it was just kind of like I and Neo, the most powerful handheld released 
Yeah, it's like, so oh, powerful. We won't it, even but... tell you the specs. No, I didn't click it. I just saw that. I was like, what? What is this? It's like another one now. Yeah. So powerful. It's just because the battery's so big. Oh, yeah. It's got a massive battery. So first of all, I'd like to say I'm happy that they're including dual track pads like the Steam Deck. Yes. Most yeah, no, of these handhelds don't. In fact, I, apart from this and the Steam Deck, I don't think any of them do. I like how the track packs don't take up as much space on the controller. Looking at it, though, I, I'm thinking that maybe they might be a bit difficult to reach. Yeah. Just so because of locations. Especially for the left thumb. Yeah. The right thumb is right below your right thumb. Steam Deck thumb, is really easy to reach on them. Mm. But that's because the analog sticks and the buttons in the D-pad are all in a line. So it makes the unit wider, but yes. it's comfortable to get between them. It's like a little triangle you do. Now, as you mentioned, the battery, it's got a massive battery, a 70-watt-hour battery. That's nearly double the Steam Deck's 40-watt-hour. Sorry, 75-watt? 75, sorry, did I did I stutter? It was that amazing. Yes. I meant to say 75. Because, yeah, the Steam Deck's only got 40 watts, so it's double the Steam yeah. Deck is already. And you said the Steam Deck lasts a decent chunk anyway. Yeah, it depends on what game you're playing, but it can yeah. last anywhere from, like, two hours to about six hours, depending on the game. Looking at the handheld, sorry. I kind yeah. of feel like it's a mixture between the Steam Deck, the Rug Ally, and then xbox is bad as well yeah i don't know where you're getting the xbox bit but i can definitely see uh, in the steam deck and the rug ally i do not i just see abx or in that format i'm like that's the xbox controller ripped off well yeah for pcs that's kind of the standard isn't it thanks to yeah, microsoft and the xbox however we've failed to mention this has got a massive 8.4 inch screen oh heck. how did i miss that one so compare that exactly how did you miss the extra <laughs> inch and a half over its competitors I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to leave you to go with that. I just go with that. I'm not going to say it. On top of that, they've announced it's got three USB ports made up of two USB-C, one USB-A, and even has an IR camera for Windows Hello, so you can log in with your beautiful face. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's a really, really handy feature. You know, logging into a yeah. device, I mean, who wants a better way than just to honestly turn it on, look at it, and done, straight in. Yes. I am questioning, why is a USB-A port on this? I don't know, just maybe for, I'm going to call it legacy. I don't think I'd call USB legacy anytime soon, but more legacy devices. Maybe if you want to connect this up to a monitor and you want to connect a gaming mouse and you have a USB-A cable or receiver. But I, I know, surely, surely if you're going to be purchasing this, and I'm, I'm fairly certain this will be sitting, I reckon this will sit, you know, between four to 500 maybe, you know, sort of price wise, you would have like a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse that can link to it. Oh, no, I can tell you, you can add an extra grand onto that. Oh, really? Yeah, this will not be four to five hundred pounds. I can guarantee you that much. Uh, I, th- I don't normally know normally know how much these devices are for this company. Well, and so I'm kind of thinking it might be competitive with the Rog Ally and Steve Deck, but obviously this is going to be a high-end gaming device. It is going to be high-end. However, unlike Valve and Asus, they do not have the large scale manufacturing where they can get the prices down got you currently though these guys have nine different units on their website that you can buy what handheld units handheld pcs heck, nine and they range anywhere from 600 to 1100 dollars 
They might go a little bit higher if you upgrade the storage. I'm not sure, but that was the base prices that I saw. Okay. The only thing that puts me off it is these guys seem to announce a new one of these devices almost as soon as the last one got released. If you were to pick it up, the next would be on. Yeah, exactly. We were only talking about some of these devices a couple of months ago, and here's another one coming out. It does look nice. Don't get me wrong, it looks nice. Oh yeah, it does look nice. I'm just worried about su- long-term support. If, you, if it's going to cost you a grand odd, well, let's probably buy one and, and you'll be the release in a, you know, a few months' time, a year's time. Well, yeah, it's nothing to say that the new one would be massively better than this one. It's the fact that they're releasing so many. It's the support for the unit over a long period of time. Valve, they're slowing down the updates on the Steam Deck now, but they're pushing out constant updates. So far, Asus with the ROG Ally, they've been doing a lot of updates, so they seem to be supporting it. I know it's relatively new. It only came out in June, I think. Mm. So that'd be my biggest concern buying one of these. Just seeing kind of how long it's going to be supported for. Exactly, yeah. I wouldn't want to buy this and find out six months down the line they don't support it. There's no more new updates coming out for it and they've just kind of pushed it out and moved on to the next thing. I don't know. PlayStation are looking to announce their... I think they've not announced their handheld yet, have they? Yeah, yeah. They announced it about a month or so ago. We've got the horrible-looking Sony PlayStation handheld Project Q coming out. We just need Microsoft to then jump at the bandwagon. I know you said before about they put it onto different devices, but give me a handheld Microsoft and I'm snapping that up. Do they need to, though? Because look at it this way. Don't, Sony's but... dedicated machine can only stream yes. from your PlayStation at home. You can pick up a Steam Deck. You can play Xbox Game Pass games for PC. Oh, no. You can stream Xbox games over the cloud. Plus, you've got the freedom to run anything else that you want. So, as you know, my phone's constantly used to streaming the games onto that with just my yeah. you know, asset controller. So I know they don't need to, but I would jump in there. I think all that Microsoft needs to do is bring out a Windows 11 Xbox overlay. where, yes. And I don't mean the overlay they've got now where it's got your chat and stuff. I mean where it detects it's on a handheld kicks it into a bit like Steam Big Picture mode or an Xbox sort of user interface so that you can get to your games really oh, easy. I find it really easy to play on my phone because I literally obviously just turn it sideways and it's nice big things and I can search. I, I find no issue with it on my phone. So yeah. why they can't have the similar interface on the well, handheld? The thing is, they had something very similar with Windows 8. Yes. Where as soon as you loaded it up, you had that Metro-style user interface, but then you could go to the desktop when you wanted. They just need to do something like that, but make it more gaming-focused. And if you want, you can hop back into the desktop and use it like a normal Windows 11 machine. Yeah, so it's quite seamless between getting throughout the two of them. Yeah, like as much as people hated Windows 8, it was really good for switching between the two versions. Yeah. Okay, so next will be basically you know, maybe like Lenovo announcing a handheld. They get into everything. We need to see this Alienware one come out that they announced a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah, but at this point, if they announced a couple of years ago, they're going to have to re- revise what they were looking to 
bring out because yeah. it's going to be old tech now, as we know how often it changes, especially after yeah. Steam Deck, after Rock Ally, you know. And I think because handhelds are selling so well, I think other companies are definitely going to be getting into this bandwagon. And that's a good thing. More competition is a good thing. Yeah, driving the prices. <laughs> well, yeah, driving down the prices, but not only that, driving new features as well. Well, yeah, so, increasing tech. So it wouldn't be better than the other ones. They're like, we've added this, we've added that. I'm sorry, infinite exactly. camera on the controller for you to log straight into it. I think it's just a, a very small but pretty nice feature to have. It is. And we've seen ones with fingerprint readers on them as well. I must admit, that's one thing on the Steam Deck. I know I only have to put a PIN number in to log in, but it's yes. I am spoiled from other devices like my iPad where I just press the power button, look at it, and it logs me straight in. No, I know, and it's but the thing is, it's this ease of living, I guess you could say, kind of these features that are there just makes it so much more seamless yeah. to work through the devices. Quality of life features, That's it just it. makes Thank it you. so much nicer to use. And part of the reason why I love using my iPad is because it is just so easy to use. It just kind of makes everything seamless. Everything just works. You're like, great, you know, quality of life improvements, like you said, done. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this year, we're talking about another handheld console from these guys. Oh, from these guys? I thought yeah, just the rate that they go through. Console. Oh, no, I'd be surprised if in the next month or so we're not talking about, about another one. Two months. I give it two months at most. I'm going to give a bold claim. I reckon by the end of 2024, we'll also have information on the new Switch. Like, release dates. Oh, no. I, from some of the stuff that's been leaked and coming out, I think they will... They need to get ahead of it. Because the amount of stuff that's getting leaked, especially from these cases and everything else that's been going on for the acquisition, it just seems like more and more things get leaked. And there's already been quite a lot of speculation, quite a lot of things coming out. I think they want to get ahead of it, if I'm, if I'm honest. Absolutely. And the thing is, a month or two ago, I would have been confident that it would be announced this year. If it weren't for the fact that some of these big games that they're coming out at the end of the year, like Super Mario Brothers Wonder and the Mario RPG remake, I would have been certain it was coming out this year. Yeah. What would you do if they turned around and said, it's coming out next month? Like, you know, oh no, just got no babies. Yeah, just before you know, these new games come out, they're like, by the way, you know you've got these games coming out next month? There's also a new Switch. Maybe. Maybe I can't see them can't doing see that, that. Although no, they wouldn't, sh- they wouldn't just about shadow drop a console, surely. Um, no, but they kind of done that with the Switch OLED. They went yes, they Metroid Prime is coming out. Oh, and by the way, there's a new Switch coming out alongside yeah. it. Although that was only an upgrade to an existing console, it wasn't an entirely new generation of that console. I don't know if they are releasing. Well, we don't even know if it is a Switch Two, but if they are releasing a Switch Two, it is technically an upgrade, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a new generation. Yeah. The OLED Switch is still the same old Switch, just with a nicer screen on it. No, I get it. And a half-decent kickstand. <laughs> no, I, I do I do agree with you there, but you never know. There might be another Nintendo Direct dropping out of nowhere, as they always do. Yeah. announce at some point. Usually about an hour or two after a finished edit in the podcast, they go, oh, yeah, there's a Nintendo Direct today. I'm like, oh, no. Or we'll do the podcast and the next day. They're like, oh, yeah, there was a direct the day before our podcast. We're like, oh, great. We could have had 
I did it. Well, with that, I think we've come to the end of this episode. So, as always, if you'd like to find out more about anything we mentioned in this week's episode, you can view our full show notes at retrogamingdads.co.uk. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next time. As you, as you, yeah, as you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys, still can't do that then. <laughs>